Half hour of bullshit. Welcome to a half hour of bullshit. I'm Daniel. I'm Josh. And uh, yes, we're here with another half hour of bullshit. So we got another four movies coming out this month. Kind of want to jump on them right now. But before we actually get started, you know, how are you doing? How's everything going? I'm very well. I'm a little tired. Mm. I just worked all day. I'm working nine hour shifts, but I'm feeling good. This dude's and working overtime, and I'm just like, hey, uh, don't worry about resting. Come here and do this podcast with me. But I'm feeling good. I got my then he was big asking red. for money, and I said, "There's no money," and it, 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 it turned out ugly. But we got him here, and that's all that matters, right there. I'm here. So long as you're, as long as I get you centered here, as long as you're, you know, your 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 cheese good. That's all that matters because centered, centered. That's it. So let's talk about these movies. movies. All right. Coming up first, we're going to talk about coming up this weekend. Actually, we're talking about The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Plot is, you know, the Warrens are back, mm-hmm. but this time, demon possession. Or is it something more? Could it be Old Scratch himself? I don't know. That's what we're here the to devil. discuss. I so, hope it is the devil, because the devil hardly ever makes an appearance in movies. I agree. And honestly, or at least the real devil. I feel like we've already done demons, because like, it, wasn't the, the first one's a the demon. first one's a demon, and then uh, Valak in part two, that's a demon yes, too, so it's just are. like, yeah. it's like they've already kind of done the demon thing, so it's like, it has to be Satan at this point. I don't, I wouldn't accept any, anything less at this point. It'd be more fun. Um, so, what do you think of the, the trailer, what you've seen so far? Are you excited to see the movie? Give us your, give us your hot take on this. I am middling excited. The trailers haven't excited me, but the Warrens are in it, so I think it'll probably be pretty good. They tend to be my, uh, Ticker, because I really like, uh, is it Patrick Wilson? War, uh, Warburton. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Will, yeah, Will, sorry, Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Wilson? Patrick Wilson. I said Warburton. I just watched Scream the other day, uh, Scream 3, and he's in that. Just, sorry. I like him a lot. I think he's a good actor. Damn good actor. Um, yeah. I think, uh, pretty sure he was in The Phantom of the Opera, and he's really good. The, he's uh, very young. The girl, too, uh, Faminga. Vera Faminga? I think I say pronounce her last name, but also a solid actor. Yeah, she looks a lot like... Sort of Emily Blunt in like ten years, really? To me, okay. I don't know, but either way, uh, she's but beautiful. I agree. They're 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 both talented, very talented. Uh, overall, Conjuring verse. Where, where do you fall on this? I fall. I've been a fan from the beginning. I like all the Conjuring movies, even the shitty ones. I mean, by shitty ones, I mean anything that's not Conjuring one or two. <laughs> but. Here's what I'll say, Annabelle's, Annabelle's get progressively better. Yeah. Like, weirdly better. Mm-hmm. Like, better than they have any right to be, actually. Because, mm-hmm. like, the first Annabelle movie, I, I think it has its high points, but overall, it's probably my least favorite in the entire Conjuring verse. I just think it's, for as much hype and as much potential, it just it's a letdown. Yeah, the best Annabelle movie is the first 15 minutes of The Conjuring. It, really? And then, but then two rolls around, and it was like, okay, better. A little yeah. better. What expect them to get, you know? Because the whole time you're thinking, like, Annabelle 1 clearly is, like, the start point. And it's like, oh, shit, no. There was something that happened before that. Let's show you that. Yeah. And then I think uh, Annabelle comes home, or as I call it, the real Conjuring 3, because, fuck, it literally does just feel oh, like it's yeah. the next one. Man, I'm remembering Warren's, that. I like that oh, one quite Oh, a damn bit. good one. And so, um, so this trailer, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, we may have had a discussion before. I'm not sure. Uh, certainly not on half-hour bullshit. When it comes to like supernatural haunted house movies, I, I tend not to really be a big fan of them. I feel yeah. like, for the most part, I've He's seen it. jaded. Yeah, very much so. And I just feel like, what else are you really going to do that's going to excite me? And so, honestly, way back in the day when uh, well, we lumped Insidious in this one, Insidious and The Conjuring both came out, 
I just didn't give a shit. And if I didn't watch either of them for a long time, uh, when I finally got around to watching Insidious, it blew me away. And then I was like, all right, let's check out The Conjuring. And I was like, holy shit. And the thing about The Conjuring is, it really is a basic story. Like, there's nothing really, but it's the way James Wan. The actors are so and, good, Yeah, no, too. the performances. I mean, so it's just... Like, it's the a, kids are good. It really is just a perfect combo. And so, but... Oh, and some of the ideas, like, just... So, Wan, beyond anything, is, like, such a visual, like, he just gets visuals. Or yeah. whoever gets visuals, the guy that... Or really came up with the story concept with the clap game. Yeah. You, you're setting up so many scares later, and like, yeah. there was so much payoff. No, no, no. The, the clap game is one of the best things. Like, uh, little, like my favorite jump scare in that movie too is it's a simple one, but it's where the cop, like, he's one of the local cops who's just there to kind of pitch in and help out, and he sees that woman talking about you know my baby, and she walks past the door frame. And so when he goes back to look at her, she pops out from the other direction, and you're like, holy shit. And it's so simple, and yet it's so effective. Like, it really does. It's just one of the best ones there. Dude, the best best shot from the Conjuring verse, though, is, uh, like, the opening as they're walking through the house. It's a wonder. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice wonder. Right in the beginning when they're just moving in. I love it. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, like, my favorite shot of the whole James Wan's really good at Wanners. He does a really good one it's on a good a, I don't know if you've seen a Death Sentence or not. I know it's not really a horror, it's a thriller, but Death Sentence. He does a really good Wanner on a, um, a parking garage with Kevin Bacon. What? Kevin Bacon? Hmm. Well, what, what, what? I like Kevin Bacon. I will say I like Kevin Bacon. I didn't know if that was a groan. No, that okay, was a, okay. that the was moan. A, the moan. Gotcha, gotcha. That was a moan. It seemed like a groan. I almost thought he was like Kevin Bacon. No, I love Kevin Bacon. But anyway, so Dude, two. Footloose. Footloose. Fucking hands down Footloose. <laughs> One of the best movies ever. The love original Footloose. Footloose is really good. Uh, I, I, I literally, I, I can go on about Footloose. I hear that Kenny song. Kenny Loggins, man. Kenny fucking Loggins. You hear that song. I, I can literally be anywhere and I'll just start. Dancing. It's not a crime. Where's that, where's that confetti at? Where is my endless stream of confetti? God, I love Footloose. But anyways, Conjuring 2 came out same thing I saw the trailer I'm just like who gives a shit like this is the same thing it's, it's, we're in Britain now it's the wars go to Britain and then I watched the movie I was like fuck me it's awesome and so I've learned right away never discount James one ever uh, and two the Conjuring verse movies even the ones that he had nothing to do with same thing if I'm watching the trailer I'm just kind of like eh I'm usually like but I'm gonna check it out, and I'm usually walking away happy. I, I, mean, I will say, like even like my least favorite Annabelle, I still get one of these. Like it's not a major thumbs up, but it's in the middle there. I'm still happy with it. I own it on fucking DVD, so it's like I still like it. One thing about The Conjuring too mm-hmm. is I feel like it's a soft, not entirely, not the entire movie, but is a soft homage to the original Exorcist. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, mm-hmm. but with the story and the. And it being the daughter, yeah. being the main possession, the upside on cross, kind of, and I'm it being in that bedroom, being so specific. Yeah. Like I just feel like that aspect of it feels like a soft homage. I'm sure he's kind of heavily influenced as well. I'm influenced, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It, whether it was in the back of his head or not. So this time around, though, James Wan's not in the director's seat, which is a little. Uh, uh, however, it still has the same look. It has the same vibe. I'll tell you right now, who is directing it? Michael Chave. He did a. The Curse of La La Lorna. That guy. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm not going to lie. That movie, not not on my list. Not a good sign. But I loved, A, the visuals. I loved the mood. And I loved the fucking, let's turn the pool into holy water scene. My favorite scene in like almost any supernatural movie because it like, was stupid. It's so awesome. Like the it, whole thing's stupid. In the fact, in this stupid. movie, the they should do the same thing. I think I'll do the same thing in this movie. Is right off the bat, as soon as the kids like devil maybe did it, they're like, 
power bomb into a pool of holy water and he's just like shit and it just jumps out and they're like case solved I hope I eat shit but like <laughs> I think this movie I wish they almost would have done the Sasquatch instead see I really wish too actually because I, I kept hinting at that uh, in interviews and stuff a few years ago but anyway the point I'm trying to make is this trailer didn't really blow my skirt up any like I really am just kind of watching it going eh but that's how I go into all these movies and I'm usually never disappointed so I think with that said I'm in. I think it's going to be good. I'll watch it. Once again, it feels like... I can't imagine this is going to be complete dog shit. It's not a Warner Brothers, is it? I don't know. Who does? I think it's Universal. I think it's Universal. Universal. I want to say it's Universal. It probably is. But, um, so anyways, that's The Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It. We're both saying thumbs up. Or we want to see it at least. Um, only thing I I think it's kind of funny is that scene where she's walking and it gets all dark and she's looking, you know, and it's like, Man, we went to the further? Like, really? You're, you're, you're crossing your, your shit there? Like, really? I feel like it's funny that it's like the time that James Wan's behind, like, not behind the camera and the guy's like, I'm gonna do it. And they're like, don't, don't do it, don't do it. He's like, no, no, no. I'm gonna do I it. mean, it's yeah. the same universe. Yeah. I'm sure it is. I mean, well, I, I, they're here's all. the thing. Uh, okay, Insidious is based in the real universe. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And the Conjurings are based in the real universe, but in the past. Oh, fair enough. Okay. You're okay. Well, you know, you're all right. Saul is also. In the Conjuring verse, because when uh, Patrick Wilson is uh, one of his classes on a blackboard behind him, there's the Billy fucking puppet thing that Jigsaw oh, uses. But that you can also write that away because it's based in the real world where those movies do exist. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're all together. Like it's it's all real. Or maybe the Conjurings are the movies that exist in the Insidious universe. I'm gonna say they're all on the same timeline. For, forget alternate timeline. Forget. You know, this weird Tarantino, they're both you on... You know what? No, they all, all fit in my multiverse. Exactly. That's exactly it. So, it's all in the same line right there. They are in the Borderlines universe. So, pushing out now, we're going to go to Censor. This is a movie about uh, back in the 80s when Video Nasties was a thing over in the UK, and they were censoring movies hardcore. This uh, The head censor, I guess. Uh, you know, she's... Cutting this film up, and then she realizes that the girl in there may be her sister. Her sister went missing long ago. It was a missing case thing. And it looks like it could be her all grown up. And so now she's trying to track down the clues. Is this a sister? Is it not? But as she does it, the fabric between reality and, I guess, chaos, alternate worlds, fucking movies, who knows? It becomes shattered, and she is thrown into this crazy world. Uh, Josh, censor, uh, what did you think about this trailer? And uh, what's your your take on it? Magnet productions are 50-50 for me. Yeah. Because sometimes the story and premise are interesting, but the movie is like pretty good. Which is not a huge compliment. It's just like it was a pretty good movie and I enjoyed it. Like Possessor, I thought was pretty good. Not like the greatest movie, but I thought it was pretty good. I think it's higher and pretty good. I'll give it really good. Pretty Whatever is higher and pretty good. There's things I like I won't say that. great. I've seen it done better. Great's up here. I'll put Possessor like right mm-hmm. under Great. I really, I thought, I thought it was really good. I, I, it was really good, but I could have been better. So with Censor, what do you think? Censor, I think just from in, checking the trailer out. Okay, I hope it's cool. Uh, I like, I like the premise, and I'm on the edge of my seat whether or not it's going to be <laughs> pretty good or pretty great. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all so. It seems like no matter what, you're always going to be above this. It seems like your entire takeaway will be. Above mediocre, at least. I think it'll be no. I like you're you're taking it more negatively than I'm okay. implying. It's it's per, like Possessor's pretty good. Like I enjoy watching it's it awesome. a lot. Awesome, good. It's just not like it's not. 
up there with my big high class. <laughs> it's not with Yodorowsky and it's not with David Lynch. It's not in that category. That's why I don't say it's awesome. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But that's a that's kind of a yeah. It's that's a, like every time I watch any crime movie, I'm just like, well, it wasn't Tarantino. That's not fair. It's just like, well, of course it's not going to be Tarantino. Well, I mean, it, but... it, that's what's awesome. Yeah, I reserve to say awesome is those things. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm into this. Uh, I'm curious to see you know how it goes. Like you, I, I'm hoping the full on execution is done well because I can see this is kind of falling Visually, into some cool. weird. So yeah, it has real good visuals. Uh, it kind of I, I know. Uh, I recently just watched a movie actually. That uh, was really uh, influenced by the uh, Italian Giallo films, and this looks like the lighting of this is almost ripped out of that. Just lots of you know bright neon reds and you know bathed in blues and shit like that. And I, I really dig that. But again, those are the films that were censored back in the day, so you can tell they're kind of going for that, anyways. Uh, but yeah, like I said, overall, I'm really curious to see how you know it turns out and everything. So yeah, censor, uh, I'll definitely check it out. In fact, uh, eh, it's probably uh, it's probably my number two. Actually, Conjuring is probably my my, my most looking forward to movie coming out this month, uh, but Censor's easily my number two. And I should mention this actually comes out next week, so uh, next weekend will be Censor. Uh, also coming out next weekend, it's the uh, House Next Door Meet the Blacks two. So Mike Epps from Meet the Blacks, uh, apparently he's now an author, and uh, you know he's making it big. So him and his family end up moving back to his hometown, uh, you know his childhood home. And, of course, when they move in, turns out their neighbor may, in fact, be not only a pimp, but a vampire, as they do. And so he must kind of band together with this oddball group of neighbors to try to take down this pimp or vampire. Um, All right, Josh, what did you think about The House Next Door, Meet the Blacks 2? I think that my audio didn't work when I pulled up this video. Um... But these types of movies typically don't make me laugh very much. Like uh, Haunted House uh, didn't do it for me. I think if it's it's just not catered to me in any way. They talk more like the, the spoof type movies, right? The spoof They're, type yeah, movies. Gotcha. The scary movies. Like the... scary spoofs anymore. Like the last spoof scary movie I liked a lot and I shouldn't. Is scary movie four? Oh wow! I, was like I shouldn't me. like it. Yeah, but I do because right, of enough. the Saw reference. Yeah, that's all right. I really like Saw. Mm-hmm. Not fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. like that episode of Rick and Morty where they do where <laughs> it's gonna be just like Saw. It's like, like it's not heck? gonna be like just like Saw. Like that movie Saw. Like really, Rick? You saw this? I wish it was more like Saw. <laughs> I wish they did just a full episode of Saw. In Rick and Morty, they might do man. It'd be in their hands, Rick, Rick and Saw, Saul, Saul Morty. Um, so this, I mean, ask you a question: Did you see the first Meet the Blacks by chance? No, that's I, I, not. Was I've, you aware of it, or was it just not? You just my ears have not been tapped to this to comedy. Horror, horror, spoof, or I guess, yeah. like any of that. Like, I wouldn't even say like comedy horror. I it's that spoof horror, really. Like even I guess comedy. I don't really mm. seek out super hard. I'm not really trying. Yeah, fair to enough. Watch trailers for that. It's just not, not what I'm watching right now. So, I saw the original Meet the Blacks, and I know you know we were talking about you know you, you dropped uh, Haunted House and you know several of the scary movies, and like you, I, honestly for me personally, uh, the first two scary movies I, I like. And I'll even admit they're dumb as hell. Like even watching them now, I'm just like they're oh, dumb they're as hell. Bad. But I like them. Like I, it, it's comfort food. But like three and up, and then 
like movies like I don't know. I want to go. I, I hate Vampire Sucks immediately, but uh, Meet the Blacks and Haunted House kind of fall in this where it's like I don't know. Sometimes I'll watch them like right off the bat and I'll be like, okay, someone catch me off guard, kind of funny or whatever. And I go back for that rewatch, yeah. and it's just like son of a bitch. Like this was just, Ooh. and I feel like Meet the Blacks falls in that. Cause I mean, I love the concept. I don't mind the ridiculousness of just. It's the purge, but with a black family. It's like I guess whatever. I like Mike Epps. I generally like Mike Epps. I think he's you know he's funny. I've never seen stand up. I said that to someone I was on like, watch a stand up, you'll hate him. I was like, maybe I don't know. I've never seen a stand up. Probably a good thing. But I, to me, Mike Epps is Day Day from the Friday series, and I, I love Day Day, so I don't give a shit. I'll usually follow him. And he had a line in this where like I don't know, one of his kids is acting up, and he literally is just like he pulls his belt off. He's like, I will beat your ass during the purge, and I don't know why that caught me off guard. And I started laughing. Upon rewatch, not nearly as funny. I said, still had moments. I still like that line, but and I feel like when I'm watching, but when I saw the first trailer, I actually was like, I want to see this. And when I see this trailer, not at all. Like there was nothing really funny about this trailer. Dumb. Period. It really, it really is like I don't know. It's just it's the most like low rent kind of comedy. It's like it's the spoof comedy, but then just because they're black, the only line that was in there where you're just like, really. But, like, Cat Williams, who plays the pimp slash vampire, he's trying to give Mike Epps' daughter some money. And, of course, the dad's like, no. And he's like, well, another black man refusing ed- education or something like that. And I'm just like, okay, I don't know. It just seems like that's their whole premise. Is like, let's just take a situation, a subgenre in horror, in this case vampires, and then black and funny. Which didn't really work for Vampire in Brooklyn. Uh, at least Black Yellow tried to go more horror than comedy. So it's like... I don't know. You can do this better. And I just feel like with the talent involved, because generally, once again, movie-wise, I don't know about stand-ups. So I can't, don't quote me on that. But generally, like, you know, Cat Williams ain't bad in movies. I think he just has a funny voice. He did the good on the boondocks. I enjoy. Typically, if I hear Cat Williams, I'm like, all right, sure. Uh, Mike Epps, same realm. So it just feels like with these people, it should be funnier. And I don't know. This trailer just looked bad. Now, there's a chance. Because also my boy Dan Trejo is in this movie. So it's like... Not in it very much, though. I'm not going to lie. It scares me. He's literally in two scenes of this trailer, and then when it shows the credits, or like, the, you know, the t- t- names, he gets a with Dan Trejo. Or no, he's not even with. He gets an and. It's even worse. He gets, it's with this person, this person, and at the end of the with's and Dan. So that's like a double. So with some people and Dan Trejo. And it's like, fuck, he's going to be in for one scene. You're going to kill him off, aren't you? Like, he's just going to be there like, hey, I'm Dan Trejo. Give my money. And then they kill him. Uh, so, I don't know. This is my least favorite movie of this bunch here. Uh, and I'm not saying I'll never watch it, because honestly, this seems like my girlfriend's kind of movie. So, I may get roped into it. And if that's the case, I'll check it out. But, I don't know. I don't have high hopes. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. The problem with modern uh, spoofs, in my opinion, is because they don't take the premise seriously anymore. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, you have to take the premise seriously and then the jokes kind of make themselves on you. Yeah. Which is why... Shaw the Dead. Yeah, Works Shaw the so Dead's great. Really, the premise is still real the whole time. Yeah. But they, you can crack the one line. But see, I feel like that's like what that. separates like regular horror comedies and well, like and the spoof really comedies. that's really well written because well, it's Edgar Wright it on is top Edgar of Wright. all that. It is and Edgar And then it's Wright. directed perfectly. So, alright. And then you... you got but that's what Sean, I'm saying is, like, that movie yeah, is its like, own original story, whereas these spoof movies oh, tend to just kind of, I don't know, still 
from other things. Like it's more about making references than actually yeah. Telling Shaun a story. of the Dead's not a it's a spoof, but it's a, it's an original. Yeah, it has story a, sure you can say in the Zon. You can like it has a name that's more of yeah. a spoof. Exactly. But then that original story has nothing Absolutely, to do with anything. Absolutely. Yes. Else. The only thing it has in common with anything else is the zombie apocalypse. So mm-hmm. it's like so I don't know. Um, if anybody out there listening right. or watching, if you happen to watch this movie before we do, let us know because I am curious about this. Uh, all together. And then finally, we got Siberia, which IMDb has the most vague fucking description. It's like looking into the exploration of the language of dreams or something like that. And I was like, what? I was like, well, the trailer will tell me what it's about. And it really does. <laughs> so it's just uh, Willem Dafoe on a dog sled through snow and sand and... Dreams. Shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is. I, w- I hope it does this end with like a guy waking up and it's just Willem. It's like Willem Dafoe. It's just some other guy waking up. He's just like, what the fuck was that? Like he don't. He, like he's pissing. He's just like, I had a dream. It's so. Nope. It's gone. And that's it. And he just walks away. And that's it. You know what I want to happen? I want it's someone it. to come on screen from from stage left and go. And it's bizarre dream. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's just like, get the fuck out of my bathroom. It's like, it's a dream. This is all a dream. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, Willem Dafoe exploring a dream. He's a powerhouse. You, I'm excited. I don't care what the premise is. I don't, I'm, but I like the premise. Yeah, yeah. It's and definitely, really a, it's definitely a Josh. Like, as I'm watching this, these, you know, getting these things prepped, I'm just like, yeah, this is a fucking Josh movie. I thought this was kind of like, most of them kind of were more. My lane of speaking, with the exception of, with the exception yeah. of maybe the. No, I agree. Cause I feel like Censor definitely has that artsy look that you like. Siberia is just your fucking movie, and then of course you're just a fan of the Conjuring verse. Yeah, so, I, I, so yeah, it really was. Like, it, it's definitely your month. So this is Josh's month out. right here. I really don't even watch comedy anymore. I literally, <laughs> I don't feel like I watch comedy anymore. Um. So, I mean, you want to elaborate or you, you get on Siberia? Like, anything else you want to really kind of uh, I'm excited. On? I'll elaborate that I did not watch the whole trailer. Yeah. I saw a moment in it, and I was like, I don't want to ruin any more visuals. See, last month, uh, when he first came to me, uh, when we first started doing the half-hour bullshit, he was like, I didn't watch, you know, certain trailers all the way through. And I was like, fuck, Josh, why not? And then, but he goes, he gave me a good point. I'm like, well, you know, trailers ruin movies. And I'm like... I can't even argue that. You're absolutely right. So whenever I'm seeing this, I'm just like, I wonder how far Josh is going. Going a lot, I won't get anything away. Like, it doesn't elaborate on it. Like, it's just more random whatever. But I was like, I bet he turned it off during this one right here. But that's half of it. Yeah. It was the red light. Okay, there you go. Did You you know what I'm talking about? Where he's like... It's like kind of cave-like almost. It made yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Made me think of Yoder Askin. Well, I was it, like, I'm out. I it, don't want to watch anymore. That reminded me of uh, The Exorcist. We talked about The Exorcist. When Father Marin is at the dig site, the archaeology site, uh, oh, and uh, northern it. Iran. Yeah. And it reminded me a lot of that, just seeing, not necessarily that scene, with but just Pazuzu? him. Yes, but with him just kind of going through like that labyrinth of like, t- you can see like, you know, the outer layer up here, but he's in this like deep down in the cave kind of thing. And that reminded me a lot of that actually when I was mm-hmm. watching this. In fact, the Willem Dafoe... Like you said, he's just great. Now, the other part of this that I'm not sure if you know about is the director is a guy named Abel Ferrara. Now, this guy... He, I, he makes me want it to be directed by the guy that did uh, Antichrist. And oh, it's uh, not, it's Lars not, Van Tier or Lars, whatever, yeah. But he reminds me of this. Well, it's what I'm saying because like, literally, because he's another kind of like artsy... Not artsy, that's the wrong word. But he's very underground. Like This is a guy who had some mainstream success, but he's just... Fuck it, I'm going back down where I can make movies I want to make. And like the last movie he did that I saw uh, was a movie called 444 
the time the world ends or something like that. And it had Willem Dafoe. And it is another... It's another, It feels like... Not necessarily a Josh movie, but I feel like... I don't know. You could appreciate this movie more than I did, probably. Because it, it's so low-key. And basically, all the premise was, like, the world's coming to an end. And it's going to happen on this date at this time. Like, they have it marked down to the time. And so, basically, it's the last day on Earth. And Willem Dafoe's just trying to get everything in order. And you're just seeing how the world's reacting to the impending death. Some people are like... It ain't gonna happen. Some people are actually made peace. Some people are just going suicidal and just like, fuck it. I don't want to be here when it ends. It's just, it's a very unique, different kind of movie. And anyways, uh, he has a very explicit sex scene in this. And I remember hearing that in Antichrist, he gets naked in that or whatever. And it's just like, Willem does not care. And if you look at the, when, you know, the opening green band, when it's like, this following movies rated R, for the reasons, it's uh, for a ton of shit. But then it's like, for nudity, slash graphic nudity, which I thought was kind of an odd thing. I'm like, wouldn't graphic nudity just cover everything? But apparently it's like, he shows his ass for like a minute in one scene, and the next scene he's just like, pickle! And he just waves it around because he's definitely that guy. Honestly, his I've seen his dick so many times in movies now. Yeah, it, it really is. Like, you're just like, yeah. Oh, man. Um, and watch, honestly... Watch Antichrist. And this is like... Watch Antichrist. You had it that size, you wave it around. You know, that's what you do. So, anyways, except I don't know about Antichrist. I didn't see Antichrist, but in a 444... He's got a huge fucking, like, scary-looking bush. Like, I'm just like, dude, you gotta shave that. You gotta manscape that. She, she grabs onto it, though. She she fucking hangs onto it. But either way, uh, but Abel Farrar, go back to him. Sorry, that's what I was gonna talk about. Uh, he also directed movies like uh, Miss 44, or sorry, Miss 45, which is fucking awesome, if you like rape revenge movies. And then he did the movie, uh, his mainstream one, that I mean, a big mainstream one, but the one I like, uh, he did Body Snatchers, the 90s uh, remake, the mm-hmm. third one in that. And one that kind of gets crapped on, but honestly, it's my favorite, or, uh, 78 is better, but I like the 91 as well. I think it's very underrated, and uh, doesn't get the love it you know, deserves, but uh, anyways, uh, so seeing Willem Dafoe and Abel Farrar team back up, fucking in, man. I'm fucking in, so, uh, this is what I feel like you're gonna watch way before I do, so, when you do, yeah. let me know exactly how it is, and It'll be everything else. next half hour of bullshit. Next probably. half hour of bullshit. So, we're getting close to the end here, so, Watching new movies lately, man. I watched Wrist Cutters, a love story. And it's really good. Pretty trippy. Um, has some interesting influences. I think the guy that directed it watched yep, watched some Yodorowsky. You're more about this Yodorowsky, right? Yeah, now. I just always want to drop a Yodorowsky in every. <laughs> but I feel like he did watch a Yodorowsky film or two. Um, because I just the way he handles certain things. It's it's cool, weird movie. Oh, and I think it... I think in ways the guy that watched the guy that made Arrested Development I think also watched this because of Will Arnett's part I think is somewhat a reference See, uh, and it's very awesome to I me. never saw the trailer but I just saw the poster and I saw the title but when I saw the poster it just had like that 2007 it feels like indie a, dramedy like a Little Miss Sunshine or a Juno kind of well, so, yeah, you, you told me that I was really that. shocked but that's the vibe I was getting from that but. it's it's weird it's just a weird movie I had trouble following it I you know but you're, you're highly recommended the first people. <laughs> for for my own reasons I had trouble following it but, <laughs> but it's a really it's really fun there's a character in it that just makes me laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Every scene he's in, he's just like, steals the show. <laughs> he's such a well-written character. All the characters really have their own, uh, like, feelings. Their own voice. Their, and their own voice, their own direction, and they're doing their thing. And I really like that that doesn't happen all the time. It seems no. like the main character does something and everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. And, yeah. But this is like, we all have our own goals and we're all continuously going to do our own thing. 
We are our own people. I like it. It's good. I'll check it out. Uh, Movie I watched over the weekend, which I fucking loved. PG, Psycho Gorman. Oh, I want to watch that. So, I don't know what this subgenre is called, but it's this new wave of films that's all like kid fantasies, but made for adults. And Turbo Kid was like this, and W is for Wish is like this. Uh, This group, actually, in fact, I watched a movie from this group, actually, called The Editor, and it kind of, it wasn't necessarily kid-friendly, but, or it had that kid vibe, but it definitely had this same kind of feel through it. Uh, Astron 6, I like, is a production team, and I'm digging everything these fuckers are doing. Like, everything I've seen so far has just been a fucking home run. The 80s aesthetic... Oh, um, yes. Like, sci-fi. So you did see the trailer then? Yes, okay, and I want to watch it so bad. It just, it reminds me of, like, if you're watching a kid's TV show on Saturday morning. Like, a live-action Saturday morning mm-hmm. cartoon. Power Rangers or what have but you. But with great effects. But, but with awesome gore, dark humor, and like I said, I don't know. Practical, too. I Yeah, it's all practical. I fucking loved it. Like, I really, this movie truly is just, I don't know. Go out of your way, check it out. PG, Psycho Gorman, check it out. So, I guess uh, the only thing we're going to talk about now, I guess, before we wrap things up, is uh, you just finished wrapping up uh, your short film, uh, production-wise. You're in yes. post-production right now. Post-production. Go ahead, fill the rest of this time, and just kind of tell them what's uh, going on with that right now. We're editing. A trailer is coming. Once we finish it, there will be nothing in it that matters. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and actually, I just got to... So, it's part of an overall collection, the Copperville Chronicles. We've been... Talking about online on our social media for a long time now, but we're finally getting it together. And uh, I actually just finished the script for mine just recently, so we're going to be getting that up and filming as well. So, TPS, man, we just keep fucking rolling. Cranking. So, I guess that's about it. I feel like this is like the first time we actually kind of came in under time, and I feel like we're now just killing time. We had 17 seconds, and goddamn, we're going to use that 17 seconds, Josh. Wow. So, I was looking at this timer. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that we had more time. It's been great to be with you today. This has been a half hour of bullshit. If you ever come back, do come back. If you don't, it doesn't really matter. We'll still do this. Yeah. Uh, share, uh, listen to us, especially uh, right now we're on uh, Spotify. We're getting a pretty good following over on Spotify and a thing called Overwatch. Thank you to all the viewers on Overwatch. Uh, last half hour bullshit, we got our most views from them right there. So to everybody on their Overwatch, thank you very much. This has been a half-hour bullshit. I'm Daniel. I'm Josh. And uh, you know what? We'll see you next time.